it is not hard to buy a house, people. <laughs> it's really <laughs> quite easy. You don't need a lot of money in the bank, and you probably have less of a payment than your rent, honestly. Buying or selling real estate can be stressful. After all, it's not any old house we're talking about. It's your home. When it's time to buy or sell, turn to Colleen Benson and the Benson Broker Group with Keller Williams. Get answers to your real estate questions and put your search in capable hands. It's time for Keeping It Real Estate with Colleen Benson. Colleen, great to be with you this week. How you been? I've been great. It's beautiful here. I am working out of our Lincoln City office this week. And it's sunny and just a beautiful day at the Oregon Beach. So I couldn't be happier. Awesome. Glad to hear that. I know you're enjoying your time uh, when you're able to get down to the coast and work out of the Lincoln City office. So glad that you're getting to enjoy I that and getting some fresh air. I just have a call into the ocean. I just, <laughs> it, it's, it's bad, but I love, I mean, it's good. But, you know, sometimes I have to be, you know, working in the valley and that's okay. <laughs> Yeah, well, you get a little, little bit of both, right? I sure so love the, it. I love it when I get to work from this office. So, yeah, so yeah. I'm here today and, and all week, but I am also available in Salem if anybody needs me there. It's just a 45-minute drive back over the hill, and I'll be there. That's pretty cool. Well, what's been going on in the local market, and what's up in the real estate world what's that we need to know up? about? <laughs> what's up? Well, it's the end of the month here. I will tell you, man, I'm so proud of my team. We have had a record-breaking month absolutely record-breaking month. We have helped 28 sellers and buyers this month purchase a home, and we have brought 17 homes to the market as inventory. Wow. That's incredible for our team. They've been working so hard, and I'm so proud of them. They have not stopped. And, you know, when I think about with this pandemic going on, and there's a lot of real estate agents that aren't busy right now. And then there's a lot of buyers and sellers out there that aren't ready to make a move right now until things clear up a little bit. But for whatever reason, our team, my agents have found the ones that are ready or need to sell, willing to buy, ready to buy, and helped 28 families this month. So very proud of them. And I um, was thinking the other day, like, what is it about them that's working? And really what it is, is time on task over time, you know, just that consistent not stopping. I'm going to hit my goals. I'm going to help these people out there that need a real estate agent and consistently communicating with their clients and their database and making their calls and reaching out and being available to their buyers and sellers to answer questions, to lead them through these changed times that we're in and really just the consistency of working every day, getting up at the same time, putting in the hours. And so I got to hand it to them because most of them have little kids at home. And so they're dealing with homeschooling too. So really incredible amount of work they're doing. And it's just the consistency every day of just doing it, you know, just doing what you have to do to be consistently confident and find that success. You were sliding into the the Nike saying there, just do it. You <laughs> just know, do, do it, it do, right? Do it, just do it. You yep. know? And I think that's right. You got to, what was the saying you had? Time on task over time? Time on task over time. Just consistency okay. like and confidence showing up every day, you know, and then results happen. It's just like anything. Yeah. You get up every day and you work out results will happen. So whether it's in your personal life, your business life, your health or your relationships, 
time on task over time is the is the answer. <laughs> Coronavirus has certainly presented a lot of challenges in many industries in many respects. It has presented, I think, you know, you with the opportunity of unique problem solving for your clients and for your own business, trying to help people navigate through these waters. And it's just been neat to see how you've been able to adapt and change with the world around you. And uh, there was never a dull moment anyway when it comes to real estate. That's one thing I've certainly learned from talking to you on this show for the past couple of years. But especially now, there's never a dull moment. There's always a problem to solve and things to figure out for your clients. And I know that's something you're doing each and every day and getting some enjoyment out of helping people kind of learn what's possible and uh, you know, get through any issues that might be in the way. Yes, we are there to be consultants for our clients. So we're doing the homework it takes so that when our clients call us and have questions, we have the right answers. And we're starting to get a lot of questions around mortgage relief, forbearance, the CARES Act. Um, there's a lot of people out there that unfortunately aren't able to make their mortgage payment. Um, maybe you didn't make your April mortgage payment or your May mortgage payment. If you are one of those people or if there's somebody you know that might be struggling, we are doing everything we can to know the laws and learn how to navigate through and give you the best advice and consultation around the mortgage relief options. Important things to know There's help out there, but first we need to assess your situation because we want to steer you on the right path so that you can get the help that's out there for your forbearance and your mortgage relief in the right way so that you aren't, you don't find yourself in a position where you're forced to sell your home or have to pay it all back in one lump sum. So if you have questions about mortgage relief, please give me a call. Um, You can also visit our website. I have put up a page that has some great links if you want to do the homework on your own. But we'd love to talk to you. We understand. I've been through this. In 2008, I was a realtor with a lot of people losing their homes due to not being able to make their payments. So we're here to help and navigate you through. Well, if you want to get in touch with Colleen and ask some of those questions, you can do so by giving a call or text 503-830-9467. That's 503-830-9467. And you can also go online to BensonBrokerGroup.com. That's BensonBrokerGroup.com and get in touch through the website. And Colleen can help you figure out those kinds of things. That's exactly what I was talking about. You helping people navigate through various solutions when it comes to their uh, you know situations and sometimes that's not buying or selling but staying in your home and Colleen's there to help you through the whole process of becoming a homeowner 503-830-9467 your number to call or text or online at bensonbrokergroup.com well Colleen I want to talk a little bit more about buying homes on today's show and I thought we'd go kind of back to the basics on today's show a little bit in case there is a first time home buyer out there or even if it's been a long time since you've purchased a home it might be a great idea to get a refresher on some of the important steps of the process some of the important terms that we need to know so we're going to cover the ins and outs of some of the most important buying terms 
that should be on your mind and give you some good guidance on these things. So first of all, we have pre-qualification and pre-approval, kind of the beginning of the process in a way, right, Colleen? Yeah, so pre-qualification, we call it a pre-qual. You'll hear that out there, a pre-qual. And um, that is just, you know, you've probably heard that you should get that or get a pre-approval. And you're like, well, what's the difference? So a pre-qual is based on data that you submit to your lender, which will provide you with a ballpark estimate of how much money you can borrow, depending on how much you can afford in your monthly payment and whatnot. Your prequel amount isn't a sure thing because it's only based on the information you're giving your lender. Then the lender will take a close look at your financial situation and your history to determine exactly how much mortgage you can afford and that the bank will loan you. And then they will provide you with a pre-approval. So we don't want to go out shopping till we have the pre-approval uh, because you might be looking at a price range that you really can't afford. And um, it's no fun to then have to cut that budget. So we wait for your pre-approval before we go shopping. <laughs> Yeah, that's a great, great way to look at it. Um, so pre-approval, definitely the preferred way to go. I mean, just shows people are really ready to rock and roll. Right, yes, and point. in this market, okay. we can't submit an offer without a pre-approval attached. It's just okay. too competitive right now. So if you want to be competitive, go to that extra step of getting the pre-approval. So that's great because if people are just like, let's say you went to Google and you just found out what information you want to need. I bet there's a bunch of articles out there that might be a little outdated that say, yeah, you just need to be pre-qualified to look for a home. But you're not getting that context of, well, really to be competitive right now, you need to go ahead and do that pre-approval step. Save yourself some time and some headaches. So yeah, and we can walk you through highlight. that. Just give us a call and meet with uh, one of our great buyer's agents and we'll we'll walk you through how to do it all. Yep, not difficult, uh, but it's nice to have a hand to hold through the process for sure. 503-830-9467 is the number to call or text to get in touch. 503-830-9467 once again. All right, what about the different types of loans and mortgages that are out there, Colleen? Because it's not just a mortgage. You've got FHA, USDA, USDA. VA loans. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, we VA have loans, all the stuff. So many great programs. I mean, it is not hard to buy a house, people. <laughs> it's really <laughs> quite easy. You don't need a lot of money in the bank, and you probably have less of a payment than your rent, honestly. So we've got FHA, we've got government loans, FHA, VA, if you're a veteran, USDA, if you want to go out a little bit further from the city limits. We've got a Shinoa grant here in Oregon right now that offers a zero down. And, you know, then there's the conventional fixed rate mortgage, which is the safe, probably best mortgage out there because of their consistency, um, but that requires a larger down payment. So lots of options to consider whether you're a first-time buyer or you're thinking of selling your home and getting into a different home, downsizing or upsizing, or maybe you just don't like your house so much anymore after being cooped up for a couple of months. (laughs) Um, We can go over all those different loan options and see which one fits for you the best. Those are going to be the stories that we hear a lot about, I think, over the next couple of months. People ready to try something different after spending so much time in their homes through this whole situation. And also your point about, you know, buying a home and then ending it up being less than your rent. That happened to us when we bought our first home. Now, we were technically were paying a little less in rent, 
but then we were needing to upgrade from a you know one bedroom place essentially. Uh-huh. Uh, we needed just a little little bit more room, and so to go to a two bedroom or a three bedroom place, the rent was going to be way more than to buy a single family home. And, Absolutely, and, and so it was just a no brainer at that point for us to become homeowners, and uh, a great decision that uh, you know I'd certainly look back on. I'm glad we pulled that trigger. So definitely encourage people to look through that. And those are two of the early steps of the process, that pre-qualification, pre-approval, and then deciding on a good type of loan for your situation. And uh, Colleen and her team can help walk you through all of that stuff, certainly. Uh, Let's define a couple of other important things here, Colleen. If you go to buy a home, you're going to hear the words, or the letters, I should say, the MLS. What is the MLS? MLS stands for uh, Multiple Listing Service. So basically, it's the it's where the agents go with their listings to co-op with other brokers. So if you are a buyer, your agent is going to go to the MLS to help find homes that are coming on market soon or are active on the market to shop for you for your home. And if you are selling your home, your listing agent is going to put your property on the MLS to cooperate with the other brokers in that region. So our team, Benson Broker Group, we belong, we're members of three MLSs. There's the Willamette Valley, which covers, you know, the I-5 corridor from Portland to Eugene. And then there's the RMLS, which is the Portland Metro and covers the tri-county area of the Portland Metro. And then it also picks back up in Eugene and goes south down to, I don't know how far south, maybe Klamath Falls. And then we're also members of the Lincoln MLS, which is the uh, central coastline. So we pay for those memberships. And by doing that, we bring value to our clients because we can expose their listing to more agents. And and uh, for our buyers, we can find properties that other agents might not have on their MLS. So it's all to help our clients and it's the tool that we use to um, work with other brokers and cooperate with them um, when brokering a sale. And as a buyer, it's really important to have that uh, tap, for lack of a, a better term, Colleen, I guess, into the MLS versus just searching for a home normally online. Like if you're using a realtor.com or a Zillow or something like that, you're not necessarily seeing the most up-to-date information compared to if you were tapped directly into the MLS. That is such a great point, and thank you for addressing that. When you are shopping on Zillow, you and we get all these calls all the time, they're looking at a house they see on Zillow, but it, it sold. It sold three months ago. Mm-hmm. The MLS is up-to-date by the minute, so it really pays to have an agent helping you find what you're looking for. We have access faster than you do on your own internet search. Yeah, it's a great point. Something we definitely found through our various home searches as well. Nice to get set up with an agent and get that up-to-date, immediate, and accurate, most importantly, information so you don't get your hopes up about some house that's been off the market for months. I'm sure you've run (laughs) into that a few times. Another important term for you to know if you are a buyer, this is one to definitely pay attention to. It's an important part of the process. It's two phases or two stages here. Due diligence, okay, due diligence and earnest money. Explain how that works into the process and why those two things exist, Colin. Yeah, so when if you hear the term due diligence, it means that that is the that is the opportunity for the buyer to engage in the process of further investigation of the property. So your due diligence 
timeline is your time to get your inspections, to have maybe a contractor come look at the roof. Maybe you have zoning questions with the city. Maybe you want a pest inspection or septic tank or well, all of those maybe as property survey. It's that time frame for the buyer to engage in whatever process they want with the help and guidance of their real estate agent to find out everything they want to know about the property. Okay. What was the next one? Earnest money? Earnest money. Yep. Oh, so the earnest money is the money you put up front and that is the money that goes towards your down payment. It used to be called good faith money. Sometimes you'll hear that good faith money. The buyer is showing the seller that they are serious about buying the home. And so they put their earnest money down. It sits in an escrow account while the transaction is in process. And then at closing, it becomes part of your down payment. So typically, earnest money is about 1% of the sales price. So if you're buying a $300,000 home, you should be expected to put 3000 down for earnest money or something similar to that. I heard it explained once. I thought it was pretty pretty helpful visual for folks who may not have encountered this before, understand why this is part of the process. And the due diligence money, and, and maybe I'm misremembering this, Colleen, so if I end up being off track here, please set me straight. But the due diligence money, you're basically buying time to investigate the house further. And then when the earnest money kicks in, you're basically buying the time to take that house off the market. You're you're paying the seller, you know, to say, hey, please take your house off the market. This is, you know, so that only I can be utilizing, you know, this house and, and have the potential to buy it at that point. Yeah, that's you're really a great just buying, way to... buying opportunity, buying time yeah, from buying the seller. Yeah, buying time. It's okay. a great way yeah. to look at it. And that money's refundable to the buyer if they choose to back out based on their due diligence. So... We gotcha. We'll protect that earnest money for you. That's our job. And um, we watch the timelines very closely and make sure, you know, that you as a buyer are getting all the information you need before that time period is up. The due diligence is at risk right away, but the earnest money is does not kick in until a little bit further into the process. So you have, again, you're buying time in those stages. So yeah, that's a, it's a cool part of the process and it's part of the negotiations, right, Colleen? Because you can make a stronger offer by utilizing the due diligence or the earnest money. There's times where you can increase or decrease those as part of that process, which is kind of another fascinating way to yeah, view those Yeah, you bet. Things. Cool. All right, so that's due diligence and earnest money. Then we have the offer, Colleen. I guess the this offer. one's kind of common, the kind of common sense, right? We're, mm-hmm. we're making the offer on the home, but that's a lot of paperwork. <laughs> yeah, well, in Oregon, it's only 13 pages. Only 13. That's not too bad. <laughs> That's just the sales agreement. Um, then we have the disclosures. And then we have the, um, now we have the COVID addendum. And <laughs> there's a lot of paperwork, yes. And it's all part of the sales agreement. And it's all there to protect our buyers. Okay, so it's, I usually like to hand a new buyer, I like to hand them a blank contract in case they're the type that wants to read it all, you know, and ask questions. Mm -hmm. Because when it's go time to write an offer and get it submitted, we don't want to be going through every page and answering a lot of questions because usually there's a deadline and a timeline to get that offer in. So I will um, send it to my buyers ahead of time so that they can read through it. Long 13 page contract. But hey, in California, it's like 28 pages. So we got off easy here. 
there you go. <laughs> it's an important part of the process, making that offer and doing it right. And uh, most of it's just initialing and signing and that kind of thing. So it's it's not actually that bad to go and make the offer. It's it's a little bit to read through, but it's all part of the excitement too, because then it it's getting real at that point when you start yeah. making those official offers. So that's cool. All right, then we have uh, we get into the process. Let's say our offer is accepted, Colleen. Now we get into the inspection phase and also appraisals come around. What is there to know about that part of the process? So both of them are very important and they're very different. An appraisal isn't a substitute for a home inspection. They have some key differences, okay? The appraiser formulates an opinion of the property's value for the lender, while the inspector educates you as the buyer about the condition of the home and its major components. So you want to have both. You have to pay out of pocket for both, typically. And inspections range from like three to 500 right now in this area. And appraisals um, kind of roll into your closing costs if, if you choose, if your lender has it set up that way. But they can run um, between about 800 and $1,200. If you're buying a home and using a loan, you're not paying cash, you will have to have an appraisal. And you should always, we always recommend having a full home inspection. Yeah, it's uh, just not a smart play to buy a home without an inspection. You've got to know what you're getting into, and that's part of that due diligence. So make sure yes. you're doing those things. And Absolutely. It's an important part of the process. And, and really, at this point in time, Colleen, from what I've learned, you just got to stay on top of things. So if you're a buyer, my one piece of advice is going through that process and being on that side of the equation before is to when a request for a document comes through or a signature or, hey, time to schedule X, Y, and Z, you know, the next parts of the process, be on top of it, do it right away, stay ahead of the process. You don't want those things to start bumping up against deadlines. Yeah, Better and we take care of all that for you. We just, you know, we'll keep yeah. you going. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Moving I don't along. mean to make it sound like it's a hard thing, but if don't clog up the process on your end. If you need, <laughs> if they need a quick signature back, get it to them, right? Or a yes, piece of do a document or anything like that. Thank goodness for electronic <laughs> signing now, you know, because I started in this business, you know, back in the last century where we actually had to go drive to get signatures every day. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's like, uh, that's got to be the equivalent of, luckily I didn't have to deal with this, but the uh, I hear the stories from folks in the early days of radio <laughs> having to, you know, cut tape, literally cut tape on the floor to edit stories together and, you know, using reels and it just oh, sounds, gosh. you know, now yeah, we just have I computers. Used to have to, <laughs> I used to have to sit at the table every night putting together my buyer tours with the Thomas Guide maps. Like we didn't have navigation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. Pull out the atlas and your local maps and exactly. figure out how to fold, fold them back into place and all that kind of stuff. Oh, Not anymore. Man, life has become <laughs> so much easier. <laughs> it has. It has in many ways, that's for sure. All right, then we do have to consider closing costs. We're getting toward the end of the process here, Colleen, but before we get to the closing table, there are some costs associated with buying a home that are in addition to just the sales price of the home. What should people expect when it comes to closing costs? So that's one of the things that we're going to get from your lender up front, an estimate of the closing costs for your loan. And there's so many different things that, that closing costs have as variables i mean we've got application fee appraisal fee and then there's escrow fees courier fee right now we're doing courier service signings so there's courier fees there's a credit report fee <laughs> there's a sometimes fha upfront mortgage insurance premium sometimes there's flood zone coverage fees um, your homeowners association if you're buying a home with an hoa there's transfer fees 
Um, so I don't mean to say all that to scare anybody, but uh, we want to keep an eye on that for you and make sure that you are being charged right by by your lender and by the title and escrow company. And um, typically, it's really it varies a lot right now because you can buy down your points and different loans have different fees. But I would say, don't quote me, but on average, if you're buying a three hundred thousand dollar home probably expect about $7,500 in closing costs. Okay. That's good to know. Does that sound yeah, and certainly right to certainly you? varies yeah. from person to person. Yeah. I mean, uh, size of the home. It and, really and varies. Like I've been getting mm-hmm. offers where they're showing $12,000 in closing oh, costs. Wow. And so I high. don't know. I mean, maybe they're buying, I don't know, but that's, I think a lot of people are buying points right now, at least with a lot of what I'm reading, mm-hmm. maybe paying down, um, some debt. I don't know, but uh, the, yeah. that's the lender's lane. Um, but I'll help navigate you through it. My buyer's agents on my team work with a lot of buyers and a lot of local lenders and have a real good grasp on what to expect and how to look mm-hmm. it over for you as a buyer and make sure that your fees are reasonable and just have a great second pair of eyes on things for you. So that's what we're it here It always to do. helps. Yeah, it always helps. In fact, Colleen, when we bought our uh, first home, you know, the, this is just an important example, I think, for people. The thing that trips up the process is when you some things you pay for, mm-hmm. and then some things you don't pay for until the closing. Like it just yes. gets rolled into the closing dollars. Mm-hmm. And uh, on on our first home purchase, we had paid for a few things with checks directly to those companies, yet it also got added to the closing costs. And we were able to discover that before the closing table just by reading through it and going, wait, wait, wait a second. That shouldn't be getting subtracted or added into this amount because we've already written a check for that. That's already been paid for. And so we yeah. were able to, we almost got double charged for a couple of Good. things. Good. I'm glad you caught so. that. And another thing that can really vary is depending on the time of year you're buying is um, you might need a tax reserve. Depending on the loan, there'll be a tax reserve asked. And so you prorate the taxes for the tax year, which runs July yes, 1st through Yes, that's always June confusing 30th. to look at. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, yeah, it's our job as agents to watch that for you, make sure that everything looks right and before you sign anything. And we will go over that in detail. It's called the closing cost estimate um, or closing document. So... We'll take care of you. Don't worry. (laughs) But expect to come to the table and, you know, we can determine, we can estimate what your closing costs are going to be before we put an offer in on the house. So you're not surprised at the end. These are the little details that are so important when you're picking an agent and picking a team to work with. You know, it's it's more than just, you know, who's going to show me cool houses. (laughs) And, you know, know, it's all these details that are really the important part. I'm just opening up doors Mm -hmm. for people. But there's a lot more behind the scenes than that. (laughs) That's right. That's right. All right. Last but not least, Colleen, let's celebrate. It's move in day. We finally closed on the home and uh, we get to load up the moving truck and move into the new home. I know that's the best part of the process. Yes, I know. We've got a lot of um, happy sellers and buyers this weekend that are moving. So happy for all of them. So when the loan documents get to the title company and typically in a normal world, we will come down and meet you at the title company and sit there with you while you sign your paperwork. Um, But right now, agents aren't allowed to be there. So you will go to the title company right now and sign all your loan documents and you sign for your new house then the title company is going to send that paperwork back to the lender 
the loan funds, and then the deed gets recorded at the county, and then you are a homeowner, and we get to hand you your keys. So typically, um, that happens all in the same day or within two days of signing. So it's a little bit of a process, but it's definitely worth it. My best part, best part of the job is handing keys to a happy new homeowner. Yeah, you can't beat that. That is certainly the best. And uh, moving tip that I'll share, hire a moving company to do the big stuff. And then you yeah. can handle all the little stuff your own on, on your own. And then you still get that feeling of like you got, got sweaty and moved some boxes and, <laughs> and that kind of thing. And you, you moved yourself. You know, you still get that feeling. But you'd have to pick up the couch and the, and the you know, king size bed. And Leave that the bed to the professionals. And, yeah. Let the pros do that. That's what we did on our last home move. We were like, all right, I'm done moving all this big stuff. I don't want to injure myself. And uh, it was very cost effective. They knocked it out so fast, so easy. And then we just handled all the boxes. And, you know, it was just a great, great part of the process. So that's my, my moving suggestion. But I know people are all over the spectrum there of I'll handle it all myself or no, I'm hiring somebody to do all of it. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, but have fun with the move-in process. I love moving. I think it's, yeah, it's stressful to some people, but it's something new. It's something different. You only do it a couple of times in your life. And so those days or those, you know, those couple of days where you're in that moving process, I don't know, to me, they're all, all the new possibilities of where to move your stuff. Have fun with that. Don't forget to, it can be stressful too, but try not to let it become overwhelming. Have fun. Oh, there's nothing the better process. than unpacking, right? In your new home. Yeah. Unpacking is a lot better than packing. That's yes. Sure. <laughs> so there you have it. The uh, kind of start to finish all the different terms and things that you need to know when it comes to buying a home. If you want to get this in written form and uh, get a little bit more detail on some of these things, Colleen has put together a great home buying starter guide uh, that you can get by texting the word buy a home or texting the phrase buy a home to the number 77222. And you can download the buyer guide right to your smartphone and uh, learn more information about some of the things that we've talked about on the show and have a copy to review and look over and remind you of some of the things that we covered. Again, text the phrase buy a home, make it all one word and send it to the number 77222 to learn some more about the buying process from Colleen Vincent and her team. For those of you listening to the podcast version of the program, we'll put a link to that buying home guide in the description of today's show. So you'll be able to find it easily there as well. The Keeping It Real Estate Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and most major podcasting apps. Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. Just search for Keeping It Real Estate with Colleen Benson on your favorite app to find us. Or you can find subscribe links, listen to past episodes, check out the show notes and other great resources, including ways to contact the show and Colleen by visiting Keeping It Real Estate Podcast.com. That's keeping it real estate podcast.com. Did you know that Colleen Benson also has a radio show? Tune in to the Keeping It Real Estate radio show, Saturdays and Sundays at 1 p.m. on AM 1220 and 104.3 FM KSLM.